London is loaded, people. Bridget Koskai versus Parish of Churchier versus Y Squared. They debut of Sifan Hassan. Kelvin Kiptum, the dude who ran 201 in his debut, versus Amos Caprito, Kenenisi Bekele, Jeffrey Camor, Mo Farah. Jonathan Galt is in London to break it down with the rest of the Let's Run.com crew. This is supposed to be a Supporters Club only podcast. We're giving you the women's portion for free. Keep listening. But if you love this content, you'll love the Supporters Club. You get a second podcast every week. You can save 20% on running shoes. This club actually pays for itself. You get a free t-shirt if you join for a year. I think 80% of our members, 90% or something like that crazy, are yearly members. If you're hearing this, you're in the main feed, not the Supporters Club feed. If you're a Supporters Club member, switch over. But if you want to join the Supporters Club today, we got a special offer for London. Use code GOAT50, G-O-A-T, 5050 to save 50% for the first year. Check it out. Whatsrun.com slash subscribe, GOAT50. Hello from London for a special Friday 15. Hello, Let's Run.com supporters club members. It is London Marathon weekend. Yes, we just had Boston, but it's time to refocus. We've got another great race on our hands. Arguably the strongest women's marathon field ever assembled. The world record holder, the Olympic champion, Saban Hassan making her debut. That is going to be fantastic on the men's side first ever matchup of sub 202 marathoners Kenny Spikale and Kelvin Kiptum defending champ Amos Cabrito is back the world champion Tamarat Tola and Mo Farah's final marathon in front of his adoring fans in London this is Jonathan Gold I am joined by Robert and Weldon Johnson my bosses back home in the States we're going to go deep on this year's race we're going to offer some gambling advice I don't think we're going to talk about Brighton's FA Cup semi-final, but that's okay. You guys can go watch that on Sunday. Very much looking forward to this episode, guys. Happy to be your boots on the ground from London. How are you guys doing this morning? Morning, John. No, it's already noon here. Some things never change, you know. The jet lag. I always say we're going to do the podcast at a certain time. It starts about one hour later. Doing great. London, man, it's loaded. Boston and London were both loaded this year. You got Daniel Dos Nascimento. I thought he couldn't run Boston, and he's running this weekend in Hamburg. Is that correct? He's running Hamburg. So actually, uh, I have a Brazilian friend who DM'd me about this and was informed that he's doing Hamburg. I think just because it's not quite as much pressure on him uh, is a little bit more low-key. I think same same reason why Molly Seidel, after her disappointing 2022, was going to do Nagoya. Donacimento, after his run in New York last fall, where he ended up not finishing, I think wanted to go somewhere where he might have a chance to win as opposed to London, where he could get be in a, London or Boston, where he maybe would be an afterthought. In case you know who we're talking about, we're talking about Brazilian marathoner Daniel Donacimento, who had such a big lead in New York last fall that 
he decided to lie down on the course for a bit. The nap lasted too long, though, and he did not win the race. I don't think he even finished the race. Did you guys see this? I put this up as quote of the day. The uh, Hamburg people sent us a press release. He said, I made a mistake in New York. It was not a good strategy. After 30K, I felt sick and got stomach problems. For me, marathon is a bit like a marriage. There are difficult times and better times. I will run more intelligently on Sunday and will surely finish this time. So I wonder if he's married or if that's just his take on marriage. My marriage is just all highs, John. Every day is a 10 out of 10. I love you, honey. She doesn't listen to the podcast, I don't think. All right, so let's talk about these races in London. There are so many storylines. I sat down to write this article. And I, I, could you even imagine if Kira D'Amato and Emily Sisson were still here? Remember, they were supposed to run this race initially and go off to the American record. That's not happening. Ailish McColgan was also supposed to make her debut. She is withdrawn with a knee issue. That news broke t- earlier today on Friday. There's just so many storylines to discuss. Safan Hassan is debuting. Mo Farah is exiting. The showdown on the women's side between Bridget Kozgai, Perez Jepchirchir, Alazayana, Yamsuf Yahalor, fantastic. Men's field is very deep as well. I don't even know where to start, but we got to start somewhere. So let's start with this women's race. We've got some betting odds here that we were able to dig up. I believe you found them, Weldon. Would you be able to give us an idea of what we're looking at? Who's the favorite according to the odds makers? And maybe I'll offer some advice to let you guys know whether that should be the case or not. Sure, John. These are from Bovada. Bovada's got them again. We're an affiliate partner of theirs. I tweeted at them and said, hey, how about odds for London Marathon? I wake up today, now there's odds for the London Marathon. And if anyone thinks this is lucrative for us supporting this, they have a little dashboard where you can log in and says, you know, how much money you've made. And it says we lost money on the Boston Marathon betting. I'm not sure. There's like promo bonuses when some people sign up. So let's run Wait, people are smart. Possible? Take. I don't know. I think like if someone like that, people have to bet back. If they get a big sign up bonus, they're not just gonna like lose money on everybody and send us money back. So hey, maybe everyone from Let's Run betting made so much money on the race, we're not entitled to it. That's great. We we support Let's Run, especially supporters club members. You guys are already paying us money. We don't need money from your signups. But I'll put a link to the betting in the link. And in my book. Bef- before we delve into these odds, oh God, I mean, it's just a loaded field, though. But you've got two big guns. Bridget Koskai, Paris, Jip Churchier. Like, they're two of the best marathoners the last, what, three years? I said Ever. they're the two best marathoners of that generation. Uh, and yeah, it's a little hard to measure with the super shoes how they would stack up all time. But Koskai, world record holder, 214.04. She's won Tokyo. She's won London twice. She's won Chicago twice. And she has the Olympic silver medal. Prezjip Chirchir, Olympic gold, ahead of Kozgai. She's won Boston. She's won New York. She's won Valencia. She hasn't lost a marathon outside of Kenya. She's 5-0. and So those two, I think when they're on their game, they're very, very hard to beat. Even when Kozgai got beat by Jeb Chirchir in Sapporo, she wasn't quite 100%. She had stepped on a stone in training. So 
I'm super excited to see them square off. The bad news is, in the press event earlier today, Cosguy revealed she developed a hamstring issue two weeks ago and had to take, I think it sounded like a week off of training. But I just think, yes, she did get the silver medal still in the Olympics after her late injury and that buildup. But when you have any sort of problems late in your build, especially against a field this good, it's going to be exposed. So I would say Kozgai, I'm not feeling as strong about her chances, but both Perez Jipchirchir and Yalamzov, Yahalo, Y squared, said they had had terrific buildups. Jipchirchir says she's in the same sort of shape she's been in all her other marathon victories. Yahalo sounded like was maybe even in better shape than she was when she won London last year. She's done a little bit more mileage. Her long runs, she's focused on those a little bit more. So I think if you were going to call a favorite, it's one of those two. Well, that's a good thing, John, because where I was going with this is Y squared is your favorite. Bovada, she's plus 170, so expected to win almost a little better than one out of three times. Bridget Kosky is the second favorite. I'll switch the odds here. 11 to 4. Perez Church here, 13 to 4. So I think on the betting there, Chip Churcher's obviously the best odds. I mean, she's almost twice the odds of, is that right? Yeah, plus 170 and plus 325, Chip Churcher versus Y squared. I mean, that's a great bet there. But I forgot London was last fall. I mean, COVID was, is, it was still rearing its head. I guess people you know made decisions a year in advance. But Y squared, she made her marathon debut in the spring, right? At the time, the fastest ever. Then she bounces back and wins London. So that's a very good resume. But I don't think I favor her over... And she's won tremendous half marathons, right? But why would I favor her over Kosky or Chip Churchier in a marathon? Well, Kosky, because she's hot. And Chip Churchier, I mean, I guess the thing is, Jipchichin never loses. So there's really nothing, there's no argument to say like, oh, this person should be better than Jipchichir who has a faster PB than Yahalor. I guess the one thing you would say about Yahalor, if you wanted to make the argument for her, is she tried to do like a low-key debut in Hamburg last year and still wound up running 217.23. And then she totally demolished the field in London over the last three miles last year. She beat Jocelyn Jepkos guy easily, and Jepkos guy is a very good marathoner herself. I think you could say Yahalo is only 23. She could that could just be a taste of her potential. And if she really figures out the marathon, now she knows what to do in training. Now she's really ready for it. She could totally explode. I think there's a case to be made for her, but the reality is these are two fantastic marathoners. And the one other thing, Jep Chichi was hurt last year. She had to pull out of New York. She had an injury in her back. She says she's recovered from that and is all good to go. But Yahalo was totally fine and then just ran 29.19 this year on the roads uh, for 10K, almost broke her own world record. So I don't think, I think it could be, you know, it's close to a toss up. But if you want to bet Yahalo, I, I don't think that, those odds, I don't, I wouldn't bet on her. I don't think she's that strong a favorite, but I totally could see her winning this race. I was tying, typing up the implied odds. So Y squared is 
Chip Churcher is 23.5%. But Chip Churcher hasn't raced since. The Great North Run last fall was her last race. She got second behind O'Beary. Yeah. Uh, she hasn't run a marathon since she won Boston last spring. Of course, she also hasn't lost a marathon since 2018. Right. So she shows up. So, Weldon, it sounds like you're leading Jep Cheer Cheer. Robert, do you have a... Who do you who would you pick to win? Who do you think out of those two? Or would you go someone else? Would you go Almazayana, who debuted even faster than Yahalor, ran 217.20 in Amsterdam last fall? Yeah, we've got... I mean, this field are loaded. We haven't even mentioned... We have two other world record holders. Almazayana, who had the 10K world record at one point. Olympic champion. And Ginzeba de Baba, I mean, God bless her, the, what, 1,500-meter world record holder is in this field. And you have arguably the greatest oh, woman who did the greatest Olympic feat in the history of Olympic distance running, making her debut, Sifan Hassan. So we can get into her in a minute, but so stacked. And that is, none of these are my Budweiser long shots. So we'll get to her, too. I mean, I, I don't know even know how to analyze this field. There's other names we haven't mentioned. I think the woman I picked to win the Boston Marathon never got her visa. Sheila Chipped Curry, so she's here. So there was supposed to be five, I think, both in Boston and London in terms of sub-218. Ends up now there's six sub-218 women in Boston. There's 10 women that have broken 219. Six in, the six in London. Yeah, excuse me, in London. 10 that have broken 219. And then, so 10 women under 219. The next entrance is actually an American in terms of personal best, Susanna Sullivan. British listeners, John, you're half British. You guys should be ashamed. The fastest British entrant into this race is 229.08. How in the hell is that possible? Well, they were supposed to have Ailish McColgan running, and she just withdrew today. Again, she doesn't have a marathon PR. So the fastest entrant in the country of how many people? 60 million? Well, also Charlotte Perdue and Jess Piasecki, who were two of Amer- Brit- two of Great Britain's fastest marathoners ever, were supposed to run, and they withdrew to in- due to injury. So when you assemble a field of three of the top British women and all three get hurt, that's how you end up with that situation, Robert. Susanna, I just want to wish you luck. It's just a great story. Well, tiny America, we enter one person and we can take down a whole nation. Reminds well, me of the she revolution. Has to beat them, Robert, you're just you're running this race based on personal best. But it seems like we're going all over the place here. I don't know why we started with the betting odds. That's normally what we do last because John has a nice feature up on the homepage for the supporters club members. He had a link, sounds like he had a lengthy talk with Safan Hassan. She was dressed in her burqa. I mean, I think today is one of the high, holiest days in the of the year for the Muslim people, right? It's Eid. It marks the end of Ramadan. So it's a traditional feast. And I was talking to her coach, Tim Robery, and he said usually Hassan likes to spend this holiday with her family, feasting, celebrating. And unfortunately for her, it's like, no, you could have go to London and do the press event and run the marathon. So maybe she'll get a chance to maybe do a delayed celebration in a little bit. But it also gets to an interesting point that Ramadan 
just happened that her final month of training for the London Marathon all came during Ramadan. You're supposed to be fasting during the day. Not the easiest way to prepare for a marathon debut. Yeah, this is nuts. Ramadan ended yesterday. So her final, you couldn't pick a marathon at a worse time. Her final month of training for the entire month, she's not eating or drinking during the day. John's got the details. She wake up at 530, eat a big meal because you got to store food. Then go work out at like 10 o'clock. Now I'm hoping after that, I know you can make like medical exceptions. I'm hoping after her workout, she would drink some water or something. John, do you I, even know about that? Her coach told me that they do have some exceptions in there that she was able to take some water during the day. It wasn't a lot, and I don't know if it was every day, but there was some carve out there. But I mean, in general, she was pretty observant with this. She said the long run days were just really, really hard on her. If you're running 40K and you don't get to drink until the evening, basically, it's been tough. Yeah, but so essentially, though, apart from medical necessity, she's fasting for the whole month. And now she's like, wait, I'm supposed to like eat a bunch of food and get back to normal and race a marathon on, on two days from now? This is crazy. Yeah, the, the way that Jos Hermans, her agent, put it to me, is because she's done this every year of her career. She's a devout Muslim. She did it in 2021 in April and May and then ended up winning the Olympics for later that year. She had a great summer but the way he said it is usually the first week is very difficult for her because she's her body's getting adjusted to it and then when she comes out of ramadan it takes like another week or so for her to get back to normal but the way the timing worked out with london ramadan the final day was thursday the race is sunday she's still kind of in that adjustment period so who knows they she's basically like i'm going to find out on sunday how I handle all of this when I actually start taking the fluids on because you can practice like grabbing bottles and stuff, but she's not going to be used to sort of this volume of fluid uh, unless she did anything before Ramadan. And that would have been back in March. And I don't think she did. So it'll be very interesting to see how it works for her on Sunday. And the other takeaways I took from this is like, she just likes a challenge. You, you, you've cited Mo Farah, who made his marathon debut, and then I think won five world track titles after that. She's like, no, I'm, I'm still a track runner. Her quote is, I'm really a curious athlete. I just say one day I want to do something new. Sounds like her coach, Tim Roberry, former letsrun.com poster, kind of tried to talk her out of it. She's like, no, I want to do it. And her last challenge was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try the triple at the Olympics. She's just like you said, a curious athlete and I love it. I expect her to do nothing in this race. I mean, everything's stacked against her, but give it a go. And she's also got this quote, but I think we all can be too. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, why the hell did I decide to run a marathon? Yeah. I mean, she said she felt the same thing when she was doing the triple in Tokyo. She was like, why the hell did I decide to do a triple? But that worked out pretty great for her. So I think, yeah, the triple, at least you could say, well, okay, if she's at her best, she should be one of the best in the world in all three of these events. We don't even know, even if she trained specifically for London, whether she'd be one of the best in the world in the marathon and now pile all this other stuff on top of it. You know, her training, they didn't address her training all that much. She said she's in better 5K, 10K shape right now. She does longer long runs. She did more mileage, but 
you know, it hasn't been all that different. But she did say, or her coach told me she plans on going out with the leaders, which I think is what we all expect. And I, I love that she's taking on this challenge as well. What do we want to see from our great greatest athletes? We want to see them pushing themselves to their limits. And that's what Safan Hassan is. She's one of the greatest athletes of her generation. We want to see her take on these new things. She's won Olympic titles. She's won world titles. She's won at every distance a gold medal from 1500 through 10K. So why not take on this crazy challenge? And I think it's cool. I'm very excited that she's running the race. Like you, Weldon, I don't expect a ton from her, but she'll be up with the lead pack and she just kind of wants to see how long can I hang with them. Oh, I thought John, we wanted her legends like running like obscure time trials that nobody cares about and never competing after the world championships yeah that's usually that's how we like it right i missed the memo somehow speaking of taking on challenges elliot kipchoge took on a challenge in boston and came up short we were critical as there were others for him skipping the press conference but since then some of these events he did say john when he spoke to you guys on monday on tuesday was you know he says he'll be back blah 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 I do think he deserves some credit for just not dropping out. I feel like Bikili might have just dropped out. But I put up a poll and let's run. Will Elliot Kipchoge ever return to Boston? And most of Let's Run Nation believes that he will. 62% believe that he'll come back. With 37% saying next year. But will he ever win Boston? It would be interesting. I should only say of the people... You know, I guess I should have said if he runs, will he win Boston? But only 42% say yes. But that means, but only 62% of people were saying he was going to be there. So I guess two thirds of the people that think he's going to run think he's also going to win if he does do it. I, Hassan, I, I was starting to think like, okay, she can just do whatever she wants, but. She, I was like, has she ever lost a half marathon? Yes, she has. She got spanked by 20 seconds one time. I was like, is her odds here are pretty low, right? I mean, her own coach said she's not ready you know, to win this race. She's 14 to 1. I'm like, should we just bet on a champion? I guess no. I, I think that we all have to have limits. Someone that never gets any publicity from John, we have someone basically showing the same range, Genzebe Debaba. She's the world record holder in the 1500. So she's better at the 1500 than Hassan. And she's run, what, 218 in the marathon? Does she not move the needle for us? Because I think that all three of us are extremely skeptical of her. And then, given her association with Jem Auden, or she's just so That's one of the reasons I'm, I'm not as excited about it. But also, she had a good... I was surprised how... Well, she debuted in the marathon. 218.05 is really impressive, but she got spanked in that race by Alma Zayana. I just think these other women, 218 is not what 218 was five years ago. That no longer says you're necessarily in the mix to win a major because there's six 217 women in this field. And I like almost all of their chances more than Debaba. So that's one of the reasons I would say we're not talking about her. Also, Hassan is the reigning Olympic champion. She's been running great on the track recently the barber doesn't have as many results she hasn't really done much on the track for a while i'm going to throw out a time prediction for you guys over under 220 for safan hassan 
if you're taking over, that also includes DNF. I really hope I'm wrong. And and I would I'm not gonna wake up to watch her. But if I was waking up, I'd want I w- she's one of the big things I want to see. But I think she's gonna D- DNF. I hope I'm wrong about that. I am a little concerned here because if she was saying, "Oh, I'm just gonna be conservative, or I'm gonna run the pace I think is right for me," I think she could break. She might be able to break 220. But saying she's going out with these leaders, but she's not really. Her coach has said she's not really ready to run with them. That is the recipe for a DNF. Well then, but. Also, maybe the pace, the weather is supposed to rain, so maybe the pace is a little slower and she's able to hang in for longer. I'm not sure. Because if it's it's good conditions, the women's leaders are talking about trying to break the women's only world record of 217.01. So, and I think that can definitely happen if there's good conditions of this race, but it might be a bit rainy on Sunday. And Hassan's the type, I think she'll just like will herself to stay up there as long as possible. It's how she's run on the track. It's what she did at the Olympics. I mean, the marathon's a different beast, and I think you need to treat it as a different beast. But it could be some epic. If she pulls this thing off somehow, oh my god. Go right away. Just go. She, I, I think she'd own it, right? If she yes. won, if she beat this field in the London Marathon, I think we'd have to say she's the best female distance runner we've ever seen. Can she break 220? Of course she can break 220. That wasn't the question. I no, think you she said, can break. No, I said, said, will she do it on Sunday? No, but you said you had some comment like, I think she could do it. If you know, blah, blah, blah. John, of course she's a better marathoner than Emily Sisson or Emma Bates. I don't know about that. You think, I don't think, based on the way she was training, I mean, look, if she did a full marathon, all this stuff, I don't think it's, of course she's better marathon than them. I'm not saying right now, but she she also didn't she up her mileage from 90 a week to 120 a week? Isn't that what you said? That was her highest. That was like her highest miles the mileage week. She didn't do every. She's week. not dropping out. She's not the type that drops out. Are are they going to have male pacemakers? No, female pacemakers. I mean, there's probably no other group to go with. You better go with the top group, or you're in the 225 group with Susanna Sullivan. So I, I think she will break 220. But if you're looking for the bet here, the, the obvious bet here, I, I don't even think John talked to this woman. Tidget Asefa. She's not running the race. So all those stats I gave you about. No, the six sub 218 is true. She was not included in the six. Well, she's on Bovada at 12 to 1. It's like, how can a 215.01 woman not be listed? So we, I should also say, there are a couple other 217 women we've barely mentioned here. Sheila Jepkarui and Tadu Tashome. Jepkarui is the one, as Robert said, she had a visa issue getting to the US. So she scratched from Boston, is now running London. She's run mid-64s in the half. And she debuted with her 217.29 in Valencia last fall. And then Tashome ran 66.13 last year in the half, won Copenhagen. She's still only 21 years old and ran 217.36 in Valencia last year. So, so those are two women who will be with the lead pack. And if one of them has a breakthrough, which is entirely possible, 
to show me probably more likely because she's a decade younger, but who's to say one of them couldn't challenge the leaders if they have a great day? The number of Ethiopian women running the marathon now is insane. I put this up about Hamburg. There's a 20-year-old, Terure Mesfin. She debuted at 218.47. She's running Hamburg. She wants to go out in 68 flat. Anything else in this women's race, or should we make some picks about who's going to win? Well, back to gambling. Sheila Chip Curry. Have I even said that? That's my Budweiser long shot. 20 to 1 odds. She ran 217. She's not going to win this race, but that's a good bet. Well, I picked her to win the stack Boston field for some reason, not knowing she wasn't there. But I, I think my pick, I'm going to have to go. I mean, if, if Y squared wins this, watch out. It's amazing. But Prezja Churcher, she's the Olympic champion. She never loses. She's here. That's my pick. I think it's between those two, Robert. And it's interesting because... The weather, I think, could play a role. I feel like I asked Jeff Chichir, are you worried about the rain at all? And she's like, I won the world half in Cardiff in 2016 and it was bucketing it down. Like, I'm just fine in that weather. I'm like, oh, that's good. Like, I always like that when they're not afraid of the weather. But I, I really like Yahalo's upside. She she didn't she didn't miss a full marathon. She was healthy last fall. She's just building. She ran really fast tune-up race, which well, I guess it was in January, so it was three months ago, but Jip Chichia hasn't raced recently. Uh, it's really tough. I think I'm going Yahalo. Usually I like to fault to the main person, and that will be Jip Chichia. She never loses, but I'm calling Y squared for the W. Y squared equals W. That's the formula for this weekend. But I started off this thing saying, well, you know, how, how could you bet Y squared over Jip Chichia? But it's what I want to do. I still like the betting odds better on, on Chip Churchier, but you know me, guys, recently. Bet all the favorites, go off PBs. And she has a more recent history. She just went 29 minutes in the half marathon. She's a 63-minute half marathon. 29 minutes in the half marathon? Whoa. All right. Some presses. We might get a sub two here. I mean, she's run 217 in both her marathons. And Chip Churchier, as good as she is, her best is 217. So... It's going to be epic. Jip Churcher shouldn't even have won Boston last year. She just willed that one out. I think she gets beat. Y squared your winner of the London Marathon. All right, let's go to the men's race. The first race in history with two 201 guys. Kenanisi Bikile is over 40. Could he do something? I was kind of thinking the guy's washed, but he ran 205 last fall, right? Hey, people, they don't let you into the VIP back room of the club for free. You want to hear the men's portion of this podcast? You got to be a Supporters Club member. Join today, let'srun.com slash subscribe. Use code GOAT50 to save 50% off your first year. Tremendous offer. Take advantage and support independent journalism. We've got boots on the ground in London. Thanks to our Supporters Club members. Thank you, everybody.